Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you aboard for another edition of State Lines, where you get the best gambling information out there. His name is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch, preseason NFL Flying by, hard to believe we're only a couple of weeks away from the regular season kickoff of the 2021 campaign. But before we talk about our prop bets that we like to mix in, fun prop bets for the year, we also have some college football to talk about on this program with the Illini kicking off on Saturday against Nebraska in Champaign. Also, NFL win totals. We'll pick some more teams and look at their win totals this week, plus give you our best bets against the spread for the final week of the preseason. Before we do all that... We'd always like to start by talking about the in-state team, and that is the Chicago Bears. And last week, I hit it by taking the Buffalo Bills against the spread against the Bears at Soldier Field. Mitchell Trubisky carving up the Chicago Bears with a 41-15 Buffalo romp by the lake. So I was 4-0 if you count that game, and my best bets hit 3-0 on that. So Jason Gotch on fire heading into uh, this program. But Kev, what did you think? I know you watched the game like I did, and a lot of Bears fans. Obviously, we didn't see that from Mitchell Trubisky in his years in Chicago. Uh, He made the Bears' defense look not so good and not the most encouraging performance also uh, by Bears' starting quarterback Andy Dalton, who Matt Nagy confirmed will be the starter this week for the Week 1 effort at the Rams coming up in a couple of weeks on Sunday night. No, yeah, Jason, I mean, you're exactly right. Um, The game was not, it was not the best thing to watch, but I'll still take bad football over no football at all. Um, in, in my in regards to how the game went, um, Mitch Mitch looked good, and I think the, a lot of people thought that this was how he was going to be with the change of scenery. I think he definitely needed the change of scenery. Um, you could tell that he was more comfortable with that offense. Um, they played to his strengths a bit better than I think the Bears ever even attempted to try to do um, when he was here. And yeah, you're right. The defense did not uh, did not look very good at all um, for the Bears. They they honestly looked like they were standing still at some point. So I mean, I know there's still some new guys. They're trying to fill some holes and they're trying to figure out who's going to be where and that sort of nonsense. But still, I mean, you expected better. And especially on the offensive side, Jason, I will give Andy Dalton one pass though on that interception that he threw. Um, I couldn't tell who the receiver was that he was throwing it to. I, for some reason, I want to say Riley Ridley, but I don't think it was him. Um, he he slipped and fell under his own feet at the top of the route, and that's why the pass was literally thrown directly to the um, the player from the Buffalo Bills is because there was no receiver there because he was lying face first in Soldier Field's uh, notoriously great grass. <laughs> um but other than that, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be another long and painful season. The same old Bears offense. And Matt Nagy apparently is still delusional enough to think that his offense is somehow going to work. Um, I don't know how well that's going to translate. But hey, what do I know? I just work in the media. Well, you know this, Kev, or maybe I don't want to speak for you. I know this. I'll say it. I'll go out there with my opinion on this topic. My biggest concern when I heard Justin Fields' name drafted by the Chicago Bears was not Justin Fields. 
was will Matt Nagy be able to develop this guy? Because I have zero confidence after three years of Matt Nagy running the Bears that he can develop a quarterback, a young quarterback. And when I see what Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, did with Mitchell Trubisky, granted, it's a preseason game. Let's not get too excited. But there were things Mitchell Trubisky did in that game. They played to his strengths that Matt Nagy really never did with the Chicago Bears rolling him out a lot, letting him throw to the, the, the side of the field that he throws to better. Those are all things that Mitchell Trubisky, you could see the Buffalo, they, they were maximizing his strengths, and Matt Nagy rarely ever did that. So um, I have big concerns about Matt Nagy as the head coach of the Chicago Bears trying to develop a quarterback like Justin Fields. Hopefully it works out, or maybe Nagy won't be the guy eventually to do that. But that was not an encouraging performance. The Bears' offensive line, hopefully when they get Jason Peters out there regularly, he can add some uh, stability to the left tackle position. But again, he's a guy who wasn't even going to play this year. They signed him off you know, the, the, the waiver list, and he's 39 years old. So a lot of work to do for the Chicago Bears. But before they do it for real here, Kev, they're going to do it on Saturday night down in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans in the preseason finale. Again, probably not a lot of starters going to see action in this game. Certainly Andy Dalton's not going to play. Justin Fields already announced as a starter. The Titans have Super Bowl aspirations, so if we even see Ryan Tannehill, I would be surprised. Uh, the Bears are minus 2, minus 125 on the money line here. The Titans come back getting the two points. Plus 105 on the money line. The total is 36. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup down in Music City for the final preseason game for the Bears and the Titans? Well, Jason, um, I would agree. I don't think we're going to see Ryan Tannehill pretty much at all because he also did not play last week um, either in their game last week either. Um, it looked like um, Matt Barkley was the one that got the, rest got the start. You know, former USC quarterback Matt Barkley. Um, he was the one that got the start uh, under center. So um, I think it's probably going to stay the same there. But, Jason, one thing I am going to point out is the Bears have a lot of guys on this team right now that are going to be fighting to try to make the 53-man roster. Um, so they are, and obviously the Titans are going to be in the same boat. They have guys that want to put out not just for the Titans but other teams around the league. But, I mean, especially the Bears, there are a lot of guys on this team that still have a lot to prove. And, it, it, and it's for players that are that have been here for a couple of years i mean ryan nall is a guy that i always point to it's like how does he still end up making the team every year but he always does javon wims is the same thing he's not consistent enough riley ridley is playing for his nfl life i feel like this year too um so i would actually keep an eye you know what i'm just gonna go out and say it i'm gonna take the bears in this game jason if for no other reason because this team has a lot to prove and not just for roster spots but Otherwise, because um, if the season were to start now and they had to face the Rams this coming weekend, I would say the Rams would win by 40 points at the way the Bears are playing right now. Yeah, I like the Bears here too, Kev, for some of the reasons you said. I, I think they have more motivation with guys battling for roster spots. I think at the quarterback position, they want to get Justin Fields valuable reps because at some point he's likely to be the starter uh, in regular season games for them, where Matt Barkley's played a lot in the NFL. The Titans don't need to see much of him. Uh, Logan Woodside's another quarterback on the roster for the Titans. We could see him out there. So I just think motivation-wise, the Bears have more that they want to see than the Titans do in this game. I'd stay away from the total in this preseason contest. But I'm going to jump on the Bears at the minus two. Stay away from the money line as well. I'm going to go Bears minus two uh, to win that preseason game and get their 
second win of the three-game preseason here in 2021. Now, we love talking about the Bears, but we also love talking about the rest of the league from the gambler's perspective. And we love before the season here on State Lines mixing in proposition bets because uh, these are always fun to look at. They're entertaining. You don't have to throw much down on them. And sometimes you get a big payout like on this one, Kev. How about this as a little proposition bet if you're going out to Vegas or if you're doing some gambling here in the state of Illinois? Any team in the league, don't, don't have to nail, you don't have to nail it down. You don't have to say it's going to be the Chiefs or the Saints. Just any team in the NFL to go 17-0 with the 17-game regular season this year. That's plus 1,600, yes. Bet 100, win an additional 1,600. Kevin Berger, are you going to play that one? Do you want to bet any team to go 17-0 with a plus 1,600 of yes? Ooh. You know what, Jason? I would throw like, I, you know, I'd throw like 50 bucks down on that. Why not? Because, I mean, it's it's pretty good odds. Plus 1,600 on 100 bucks. That's not bad. I'll, I'll, I would throw 50 bucks down on that. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Kev's going to lock it in for 50 bucks to win an additional 800. I'm going to stay away. I think the best chance to do it's the Chiefs, but I, I think that division's pretty good. I like the Chargers potentially, and the Broncos are a sleeper. Uh, the Raiders, not so much. Plus, uh, the COVID rules this year with the NFL, with the way they're testing and the way they're requiring to be extra safe in the COVID era, I think that has the potential to knock some key players out at key times. So I'm going to keep that money in my pocket. It's tempting at the plus 1,600, but uh, Jason Gotch will stay away from that one. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. This is State Lines. When we come back, we're going to look at some more prop bets, but also... Six different teams that we haven't looked at yet this preseason, their win totals for the year. We'll talk about that right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. It's always great to have you joining us on State Lines along with Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Before we get to some proposition bets and a little college football talk with the Fighting Illini kicking off the season on Saturday in Champaign against the Nebraska Cornhuskers as the Brett Bielma era uh, gets going for the Illini. We give you our best bets for NFL preseason week number three. Let's look at some of those season win totals of teams we have not talked about yet during our preseason programming here on State Lines. And I, if you're just joining us for the first time, I've said this the last couple of weeks. The one thing I love about those season win totals is that bad play or bad referee call that will burn you inevitably during a regular season one-game bet, that tends to even out when you bet the team for the entire season, the 17-game slate, how many you think they're going to win over or under. The only thing is you got to lock in your money for a long time because this won't pay out until early January. But still, if you want to make an investment on a team and you don't want to get burned as much probably by one game here and there, you got a better chance of things being more true by betting the season win total. So, Kev, let's get right to it. The Indianapolis Colts, uh, some of our listeners here in Illinois, probably in the Danville area and places like that, maybe even in Champaign, fans of the Indianapolis Colts because they're, they're closer to Indianapolis than they are to Chicago in a lot of cases. So you look at the Colts, nine wins for the Indianapolis Colts here in 2021. Over, under, what do you think? 
Um, well, Jason, I would say that in a perfect world, if everyone on the Colts is healthy, I would definitely say they're capable of getting nine wins. I mean, let's let's be honest here. They play in one of the worst divisions in um in football. It's not the NFC East level of bad, but I mean it's pretty close because I mean they have to play the Dolphins twice, who are a very young and experienced team. Um they're they have to play the Jets this year, they're playing the Jags twice. Um, and they're playing the Texans twice. So um, I definitely think right there they can easily take a couple of those games. So I will go ahead and I will take the over, um, over nine. But um, to our listeners, just be careful because we do not know still now who is going to be the starting quarterback in Indianapolis because we have no idea if Carson Wentz is healthy or not. Yeah, Carson Wentz the last several years has been a problem when he was health has been a problem for him rather when he was with, of course, the Eagles, and now he is with the Colts. But if Wentz is healthy, I still think that this is a a good football team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. The problem is those backup quarterbacks like Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger uh, don't have much experience, and that is a problem. But I'm going to say that Wentz is healthy enough, and the Colts can get to 10-7 and seven this year. So I'm going to jump on the over of 9 for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's go ahead and look at another team in that AFC South. This one surprises me a little bit. The Titans are over under nine victories for 2021. How do you read that one, Kevin? Oh, wow. That's that's actually a lot lower than, uh, than you would think going into the season. But, I mean, Jason, it's the same thing. Is that the Titans, I mean, again, they do play in one of the weaker divisions in the NFL. So, you know what? I think I will go ahead and I will... Um, take the over as well because we said yeah the line is at nine yeah i think i'll take the over as well like i said we're going against a weak division they're playing teams like the cardinals the jets um i think i think that game against the rams on november 7th i think that could be a really good game um the saints patriots i mean they, they there's a lot of teams on their schedule that are beatable obviously they're not going to be easy but there's many beatable teams on on their schedule i will go ahead and i will take the over once more yeah, I love the over here. I'm surprised like you are, Kevin, that this is only nine. Look, they picked up Julio Jones in a trade in the offseason with the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan Tannehill's a guy I doubted a lot when he was with the Miami Dolphins, and for good reason, but he's resurrected his career here with the Titans. Derrick Henry's one of the better running backs in the NFL. I love their offensive potential here. And like you mentioned, that AFC South is not a great division. I mean, the Colts... Yeah, I, I think their defense is good. I think they go over nine wins. I think the Titans can do it too. But they still have the Jaguars to play twice in the division, and the Texans probably won't be any good. So, yeah, I'm going over with the Titans here. Uh, the total win uh, number of nine. The next one here may be a little surprising too. This is historically one of the best franchises in the National Football League, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, their win total is eight and a half for Pittsburgh. So, how does Mike Tomlin's team fare in 2021? Oh, see, Jason, that is one of that. The Steelers, I think, are going to be a, a team that's low key going to determine how a lot of other teams, and especially the AFC, end up doing. Because last year we saw them, they got out to the, what was it? I think they started at like 9 and 0 or 10 and 0, and then they lost like five of their last six games or something like that. And they just looked like a train wreck going down uh, the remainder of the season. But I don't think a Mike Tomlin coach team is going to, is going to fall off that badly. Um, Obviously it's going to be determined how good Ben Roethlisberger is and how healthy he is and basically what he's got left in the tank. But 
I think that I I will say that they could probably get about nine wins, maybe ten wins in a perfect world. So I will go ahead and again, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I will take the over. I'm tempted to go over here, but I am going to go under because of Roethlisberger. He's in his late 30s, his health issues. It looks like Mason Rudolph's going to be the backup for him. It could still be Dwayne Haskins. I don't have much confidence in those guys. I think the Steelers are due for a little bit of a fall here. Very tempting to bet the over, but I am going to go under 8.5 with the Steelers. Let's move to the Denver Broncos. This is a team, as of the time we're taping this show, Kevin, that they don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be yet. Will it be Drew Locke? Will it be Teddy Bridgewater? Vic Fangio, the head coach, has not named that starting quarterback as of this point. Uh, the defense, still a lot of potential here in Denver. A tough division. Broncos, eight and a half wins. How you playing it? Oh, See, now, Jason, the, the Broncos are a team that I think they could get most of that um, eight and a half wins in the first four or five weeks, but they have to get a lot of it in the first four or five weeks. They, I mean, they start out against the Giants, the Jags, their home opener against the Jets. Um, they need to go, they need to get at least two of those wins, if not three. Um, then, I mean, then they have the Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns, Washington. So I think there's definitely some winnable games on here, but I just don't know, like you said, because of the schedule that they play, um, especially in their division, if they'll be able to get more than that. But I will go ahead and I will say the under just because of the divisional games that they have to play and because of the uncertainty at quarterback. All right. Under for Kevin Berger here on State Lines. I, Jason Gotcha, I'm going to go over here. I think the defense is going to be really good in Denver this year, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. And also, I, I have a feeling that Drew Locke's going to step up and play pretty well, too. I like what I'm seeing from the Broncos in the preseason. I know it's just preseason. Never get caught up too much in that. The Lions in 09 were 4 0 in the preseason, 0 16 in the regular season. So I uh, never think, actually, the 08 Lions, that was 4 0 regular or preseason. 0-16, regular season. But still, I like the Broncos to go over here 8.5. Saints, 9 victories, Kev, for the Saints. No Drew Brees. That changes a lot with that number. How you looking at it? Oh, well, Jason, honestly, I'm kind of looking at this based on me. I'm going to assume that Jameis Winston is going to be the starting quarterback. I just think he's going to be the quarterback down in New Orleans because Taysom Hill, I just don't think, has gotten enough reps at the NFL level to prove that he can be a full-time starting NFL caliber quarterback. Um, with that being said, we all know how good Sean Payton is with coming up with gadgets and schemes and that sort of nonsense. I am going to go ahead and I will take the over, mostly because, I mean, the NFC South, other than the Bucks, it's really not all that consistent. I know the Panthers are good, and they, I know some people that's their dark horse team to go far in the playoffs. I don't have the full confidence in that team at this point, point. Um, and, and their out-of-division schedule is relatively weaker. I mean, I know they have to play the Bills, but they're also playing teams like the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Dolphins. So um, if, if New Orleans can take care of business in their division for the most part, um, I could see them eking out 9-10 wins, so I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm going to go over here, too. Look, Jameis Winston's big problem, and this is huge. There's two things you can't do as a quarterback. Number one, you can't turn it over. Number two, you can't take sacks. When he was with the Buccaneers, he turned over the ball way too much. If Sean Payton can cut that down, Winston can be a – I'm not going to say he's going to be a great quarterback. Going to be an above-average quarterback, sure. Uh, I think the Saints will go 10-7 and seven at least, and I like them to go over. When we come back here on State Lines, along with Kevin Berger, I'm Jason Gotch. Got some fun proposition bets in our Bet It or Drink It segment. Also, one win total we 
didn't get to. That involves the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit of a surprising number here. And also college football. The Fighting Illini kick it off on Saturday in Champaign. We'll talk about all that right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back to State Lines as we roll along on one of our programs here, getting you set for the start of the NFL regular season. But first things first, preseason week number three is this week, and it wraps up the preseason in the National Football League with a new collective bargaining agreement. Only three preseason games going forward instead of four, and a 17-game regular season instead of the Old schedule of 16 regular season games. One win total we did not get to last segment with me, Jason Gotch, and Kevin Berger here, always on the program, my co-host. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Kevin, under Urban Meyer. The win total actually surprised me here. It's a little bit high, 6.5 for Meyer's first season. Uh, what do you think about 6.5 wins for the Jaguars in 2021? Well, um, Jason, I mean, as far as being a Jags fan perspective, um, I would say that would that would definitely be a successful season if they can get about six, six seven wins. Um, but one thing we do have to consider, though, bef- uh, especially before we're thinking about putting any money down, ladies and gentlemen, is um, the story did break yesterday from Amsterdam that Travis Etienne, uh, there, I believe they drafted him, what was that, in the second round? I know he was a high-round pick. That Travis Etienne is now confirmed that he is now done for the season. He's on season-ending um, injured reserve. So, Jason, I mean, that things just keep going from bad to worse for Jacksonville. I am going to go ahead and I will take the under because especially without Etienne in the run game, um, Trevor Lawrence, assuming that he is going to be the starter because right now Urban Meyer still has not uh, named a starter as of yet um, between Garner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. We have no idea what their quarterback situation is going to be. Their defense is not very good. Their receiving core is not very good. So um, I am actually going to go ahead and I will take the under. I'm going to join you, Kevin, and I'm going to take the under as well. Look, Urban Meyer's won everywhere he's been, but that's been in college. Transitioning to the NFL, we've seen great college coaches like Steve Spurrier go to the then-Washington Redskins and just completely not do well. I mean, it was really, really, really uh, Spurrier really not doing well there. I mean, Bobby Petrino had no success with the Atlanta Falcons. Not saying Meyer's going to be that guy. What I'm saying is there's a transition to coaching in the National Football League, plus the quarterback questions. Uh, The roster is better than I think maybe 
you would think for a team that was really bad last year, but it's still not great. Seven wins, a lot to ask for. Seven and ten, I think, in Meyer's first year. I'm going to go under with that one. Now, let's do some college football here real quick, Kev, because the Fudding Illini begin the Brett Bielema era Saturday afternoon at noon in Champaign against Nebraska. Big Ten schedule is nine regular season games, so they don't open them with a non-conference team. They open with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Illinois is getting seven points. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. plus 215 on the money line, minus 265 for Nebraska on the money line, laying the seven. The total's 55. Scott Frost, the Nebraska coach, some are speculating, uh, could be coaching for his job, though others say he's going to get more time there. So, uh, one team with a new coach, another team that's been disappointing under their current coach. Uh, what do you think about this one for the Illini getting the Brett Bielema era going? Well, Jason, I think I think both sides are right. I think Scott Frost is going to be coaching for his job because if there's one thing we know is that Nebraska fans, they take their football extremely seriously because, I mean, it's the state of Nebraska. They, they It's no dissing against the state of Nebraska. I'm sure it's a great place to live. I'm sure there's a lot of great people there. Um, but they don't have anything else going for themselves. They don't really have any other professional sports teams they can really follow all that closely. Um, so Husker Nation is is what it is, um, and they have no tolerance for failure. So um, I think he's going to be coaching for his job, but at the same time, Jason, I think Scott Frost, or not Scott Frost, uh, Brett Bielema and his staff are going to want to come out, and I think they're going to want to make a statement um, week one, it's at home. I think Illinois, they're going to be very, very fired up. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be fans there for the first time in almost two years. There's going to be fans in the stadium. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I will err on the side of the University of Illinois. Jesus, I can't believe I actually said that in a football context. But yes, I'm going to go with the University of Illinois to take down the Nebraska Cornhuskers at home. So are you taking them on the money line here, Kev, or are you going to take them uh, plus that seven points? Um, I, you know what? I will go ahead and I will take uh, the plus seven. Okay. So I'm going to join Kevin here. I, I'm not going to take him on the money line. I think Nebraska actually wins a close game here, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. If Illinois wins, look, they bring back Brandon Peters. He's not a great quarterback, but he's played a lot of football over the years, starting at Michigan and with the Illini the last few seasons, Illinois returns four of five starters on the offensive line. That's huge early in a college football season. Uh, Jake Hansen's a good linebacker. The defense can only go up. They really ironically struggled for years under a defensive head coach at Lovey Smith. But Brett Bielma's a good football coach, and I think in the Big Ten, he knows this conference. He played at Iowa, coached at Wisconsin for a number of years as a coordinator, then as a head coach. He's an Illinois native. I think he's the right guy for the job, and I think uh, the Illini are going to cover this spread, take Illinois plus the seven. Let's do some bet it or drink it bets, our fun segment here on the show with the prop bets during the NFL preseason. I say to Kevin, and I say to myself, as I throw bets out there, do you want to bet these proposition bets individually, or do you want to keep that money in your beer fund when you're going to the bar with your buddies to watch NFL and college football games uh, during the coming weekends in the fall and early winter? So, Kevin, let's start it off with a fun one here. I, I like this one because I think uh, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Ravens kicker Justin Tucker to not miss a field goal during the regular season. This is plus 2,800. Bet 100, win an additional 2,800. And you look at Justin Tucker, last year he only missed three field goals. The year before that he only missed one. Then a few years before that he only missed one. He missed three in 2017, 
four in 2018. So a couple of seasons here, he's only missed one field goal, but he's never had that perfect season. You betting this one or drinking it? Mm, you know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead and I will bet it. I will throw $100 down if it means that I could get almost three grand in return. And I'm just taking a look at the schedule that um, the Ravens have, you know, the place that he could possibly kick in, especially on the road. Um, playing in Vegas, I'm not exactly sure how, you know, wins and stuff like that work in Vegas just because that stadium is it's brand spanking now. Um, Lions, Ford Field, that's easy. Um, the, there's no, there's literally no win factor at all there. Uh, the Broncos is going to be playing at mile high. I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure a guy like Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker has big, like, I'm sure he could probably mess around and hit a 70 yard field goal. If he really was, if he was just having one of those days, he could probably hit a 70 yard field goal. Um, Miami warm, um, even in November, it's going to be a little bit warmer. Ball's going to be able to travel further. The only game Jason that gives actually two games that give me pause is him having to come to Soldier Field in November and then December 5th at the Steelers. Those are the only two games that give me pause for concern because, as we know, Soldier Field, especially in the fall, the winds are swirling all over the place right next to the lake. And uh, the Steelers um, at Heinz Field is pretty much the only place that is worse to play at than the Bears in terms of a field surface. But I will go ahead. I will throw $100 down if it means I can get 2800 why not? All right, Kevin locked in. I'm going to throw 50 down here to win 1400 back. This one probably won't happen, and it's not because Tucker isn't good. It's because inevitably uh, John Harbaugh is going to run him out there for like a 59-yard field goal attempt in some bad conditions somewhere, and that's probably going to cost us this money, Kevin. But I'm still going to take a chance because that's not guaranteed. And with Justin Tucker, maybe he makes the kick. So for me, 50 bucks to win 1400 Why not? Let's do it. I'm going to bet it as well. Here's a Bears one for us, plus 550. Allen Robinson over 1,099.5 regular season receiving yards. Darnell Mooney over 705.5 regular season receiving yards. And Cole Komet over 44.5 regular season receptions. That's plus 550. The Bears passing offense would have to be pretty good for this to hit. But if it does, you win plus 550 on a $100 bet. I am going to go ahead and I will say no. Jason, from a, from a pure better perspective, I don't think all these things are going to happen um, because, number one, I don't think Matt Nagy is going to have Cole Komet out there in a position to be able to get 45 receptions. I hope he is. And um, as a Bears fan, if all of these things happen, that means the Bears offense should actually be pretty decent, or at least it's better than it was last year because it can't really get much worse. But, um, no, I just, for whatever reason, I'm going to put that money in my beer fund. I'm going to keep it here. I'm not going to be putting a bet down on that one. All right, I'm going to keep my money as well. I just don't trust Matt Nagy and the Bears' passing offense, especially considering we're not going to know the quarterback is probably at times this year as they, they probably will juggle Dalton and Fields if the season goes south. Plus, on top of that, the Bears' offensive line isn't good, so I'll keep that money as well. When we come back on State Lines, more better drinking. Plus, Kevin and I are going to give our three best bets for preseason week number three against the spread. All that right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. 
At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Always great to have you with us on State Lines. Rolling along here with Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. Before we get to our best bets for preseason NFL week number three, a couple more in our bet it or drink it segment. Do you want to bet with some of your money on these prop bets? Or do you want to keep it in your beer fund to watch the games with your buddies so you're not sitting at the bar saying, guess what? I can't pay for this round or I can't pay for that pizza. You got to have some money to do that too. So, here we go, Kev. How about this one? The Detroit Lions, Motor City Kitties under new head coach Dan Campbell. Lions to have a winning record, 9-8 and eight or better, plus 1,000. Bet 100, win a grand. What do you think? Oh, Lions have a winning record. Um, Oh, God. Well, you know what, Jason? I, because I, I honestly, admittedly, I've not looked at their schedule very much. Obviously, I know they're going to play Aaron Rodgers twice and the Bears and the Vikings. But, um... You know what, Jason? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm not. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna put the money in the beer fund. I just don't have confidence in the Lions in year one that they're gonna be able to have that big of a turnaround that quickly. Yeah, Jared Goff coming in at quarterback. They also play the AFC North this year, so they get the Browns, Steelers, Bengals, and Ravens, and they got the Seahawks on that schedule as well. So I, I don't see the Lions going nine and eight. I think that's better to keep the money in the pocket. You don't want to have to hit up your buddies at the bar to pay for your round of beer. Got to have some money in the beer fund. Here's another one. Broncos plus 160. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller to combine for over 19 and a half regular season sacks. That's only plus 160. Bet 100, win an additional 160. Ooh. You know what, Jason? I will go ahead and I will take that one just because I think realistically between Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, especially with an extra 17th game, I think that they could, uh, I think they should be able to combine for around 20 sacks. Yeah, I like that one too. I'm not going to put 100. I'm going to put 50 to win 80. I think that is certainly the only thing that can get you there is injuries, but that's the case with every bet that you make. Even in a, a single game, you never know when the injury bug might get you. So yeah, plus 160. I'll put 50 to win 80 on that one. Falcons, Kyle Pitts, highly touted tight end to break the rookie tight end receiving record in the NFL. That's over 1,076 and a half yards. Plus 300 on that one. You know what, Jason? I will go ahead and I will take that. And my reasoning being is because since Julio Jones is not there anymore, that's someone who is not going to be taking receptions away from Kyle Pitts. All they really have there is Riley Ridley at this point. Or not Riley Ridley, uh, Calvin Ridley, excuse me, his older brother. Um, I will go ahead and I will take that bet because Kyle Pitts, for those who have not seen this kid play, um, who did not see him at Florida, you are missing out, and you will know who he is by the end of this season because he is he is a absolute monster. 
I like this one a lot too, Kev. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet it with you. I'm gonna put a hundred to win the additional three hundred because Matt Ryan. Look, I've never been a huge Matt Ryan fan. He had the one great year where he won the MVP, and then you know he's been an above average NFL quarterback. I don't think he's been great, but he's still above average, and he does not have Julio Jones to throw to anymore. Calvin Ridley's a very good wide receiver, but I would think he'd be looking for a lot of Kyle Pitts as a tight end that can be really a game changer as this season goes on. So yeah, extra regular season game, why not? We'll take that one. Uh, Plus 300 over 1,076 and a half yards receiving during the regular season. Kev, it's that time of the show where we go ahead and give you our three best bets against the spread. Here it'll be for preseason week number three. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you first. Give me one of those three best bets you've got locked in for our third preseason week in the National Football League. All righty. Well, um, doing a quick recap, guys. I actually went 1-1-1 one, one, and one, uh, last week. Um, I, I did hit on the Colts with plus three. Um, I lost uh, the Falcons, and I was partially right with the Chargers because I took them on the money line and... The spread, I hit on the spread, but lost on the money line, so make that what you will. Um, so, Jason, my first uh, my first game that I'm going to be picking um, this week is going to be the New Orleans Saints um, hosting, I believe they are hosting, the um, Arizona Cardinals uh, this, this week. Um, I am the Saints. They're minus three and a half, um, 110, uh, minus 110 with minus three and a half. I will go ahead and I am going to take Saints on the money line, minus three and a half, or um, uh, the spread, excuse me, minus three and a half. All right, Kev locked in with the Saints, minus three and a half. I was actually three and oh last week and five and one now with the best bets for the preseason, two and one in week uh, number one. So looking to keep rolling here. There's that old saying that you make your money in the preseason. I'm I'm hoping that's only partially true because I want to do well in the regular season too. But let's try and keep it rolling as the preseason wraps up this week. I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos minus eight and a half against the Los Angeles Rams. Look, the Rams are playing for nothing. They have Matthew Stafford as their starting quarterback. So you're going to see a bunch of reserves on the field. Vic Fangio's guys, he has not named a starting quarterback yet. So Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater have a lot to play for here. The Broncos much more motivated. It's a huge spread. But Denver routed Seattle last week. I had Denver minus five against the Seahawks, and they won that game 30-3. to And so I think a lot of that happens here again. I think the Broncos cover the eight and a half. I also last week had the Titans plus 120 against the Buccaneers, and they won that game 34-3. And I also had the Jets minus two against the Packers, and the Jets won at 23-14. But for this week's purposes, bet number one, take the Broncos minus eight and a half against the Rams. Bet number two for you here, Kevin. So my bet number two, Jason, is going to be on the first game. It's going to be on this Sunday, August the 29th. Um, that is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars going into Jerry World in um, Arlington, playing against the Dallas Cowboys on the team that's being featured on Hard Knocks this uh, this season. Um, I have not been impressed, Jason, with how the Cowboys have looked throughout most of the preseason so far, um, especially on the offensive side of the football. Um, so for that reason, uh, the spread is set at um, three and a half um, either way. Um, I'm going ahead and take going ahead and again taking the Jags minus three and a half um, at minus 110. I will go ahead and I will take the Jags. All right, Kevin locked in with the Jacksonville Jaguars as his second best bet of the week. I'm going to go ahead and take a team I mentioned in the opening segment of the program. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears minus two and a half against the Tennessee Titans down in Nashville on Saturday night. Look, Justin Fields, Bears want to see what they have there. They want to get him snaps. 
He'll likely play at some point uh, during the regular season as the starting quarterback, especially if things don't go well for the Bears this year and not many expectations that they will go well like they'll be a playoff team. So the Titans with Ryan Tannehill and Julio Jones and Derrick Henry, no motivation here. The Bears do have motivation, so give me the Chicago Bears minus two and a half. Kev, your final best bet of the preseason for 2021 as it wraps up the preseason this weekend. What is that? Um, so Jason, my final bet is going to be um the uh, Miami Dolphins versus the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think the Bengal, I think both teams are going to have something to prove. Um, but I am going to take actually on the money line itself. I'm going to take the Bengals plus one ten to win over Miami. All right, Kevin is locked in with the Bengals to win over the Miami Dolphins on the money line. My final bet, it's going to be another big spread, but for good reason. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus eight against the Green Bay Packers. Again, the Packers with the, the, no Aaron Rodgers this preseason. They're cautious with Jordan Love. Uh, this is not a team that's focused all on a preseason game against Buffalo uh, to wrap up the preseason. Now, the Bills are in a similar position, but however... With a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, if he plays in this game, you saw what he did with the Chicago to the Chicago Bears, uh, his old team last week. You're not going to see Josh Allen, I wouldn't think, but uh, with Trubisky and the rest of that Buffalo roster, uh, I just think their their backups are better than the Packers' backups right now. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Buffalo Bills minus the eight to go along with the Bears minus two and a half and the Broncos minus eight and a half. That'll do it for this episode of State Lines. Thanks so much for joining us. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the wrap-up of the preseason, and we'll have another program for you next week as we look ahead to things for real in the National Football League, which are right around the corner. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.